0: Hey, everybody, it's Father Edward Looney, the host of How They Love Mary, and I'm honored by how many people listen to this podcast each and every week. I keep making this podcast for you, for the listeners. I'd like to invite you to a very special opportunity to become a part of the How They Love Mary community through Patreon. Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash how they love Mary. And in exchange, there are two different tiers and there's going to be bonus content, two additional videos each month, and the opportunity to pose a question that I will ask to the guest. I hope that you will help support this podcast, How They Love Mary, through the Patreon. With your support, I'll be able to upgrade my equipment. With your support, I'll be able to pay for the monthly web hosting and not out of my own pocket. With your support... I will be able to hire a graphic designer to make images so that this podcast may be better known. Thanks for listening. And now on with the show for today. Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. You know, a lot of times in this little introduction to each guest, you hear that I follow them on Twitter, or they posted something on Twitter. But today, we're going to be talking to someone that I saw on Instagram. And uh, you know, each person has their own gifts and their own talents. And we are on the different social media platforms where we're able to flourish for me, Mostly. It's been Twitter. And for Sarah, who we're going to be speaking with today, it's been Instagram. And I'm very excited to speak with her. Uh, her handle, kind of the name you see on Instagram, is Millennial Fiat. So when I saw that, I thought that was a very interesting name uh, on her handle because Fiat being the yes of Mary. And so I knew she must be a very Marian person. And then she posted an image the other day on Instagram about a baby shower for the Blessed Mother. And I thought that was the neatest idea that I've ever heard of, and I wanted to speak with her today about it. So uh, without further ado, I welcome Sarah to How They Love Mary.
1: Hi, Father. Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, as I'm looking at your biography on Instagram, your little tag lines, it says, Sarah here sharing my daily fiat and letting you know that you are worthy of shooting for sainthood. You are a writer for Catholic Match and an editor of The Catholic Woman. And, uh, so my understanding is you're a a new mother. You just had a baby maybe a a few weeks or months ago. And how has that transition been for you and for your family, uh, as a mother now?
1: It's been a a really big transition, but I think something that, um, has really solidified that your vocation is, is really like such a gift from God fit perfectly to you. Um, like the, the timing, especially I had my daughter nine months ago. So right when um, kind of 2020 started getting a little insane and she's just been this perfectly timed gift in our life. Um, and so I love it. I absolutely adore being a mom and I adore just being with my daughter every day and parenting with my husband. It's just, it's truly, it's a joy. I really, really enjoy um, every single minute of it no. but, uh, yeah my say my millennial Fiat to explain a little bit um, behind that name I wanted to attach an age group to me because I feel like you have like different different fires within the Holy Spirit that are uh, like burning in different um, generations of Catholics these days and I feel like the Millennials are are really going strong and i feel like people in my age group like in their 20s right now um they're just so convicted and so open and so brave and i wanted to identify myself with that and then mary i just have a really close tie to her and um a really like personal testimony about my connection with her and her yes and so i wanted i wanted to be identified with Mary right away. So I'm glad that you picked that up (laughs) when you saw my handle.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you say, you know, the millennials are, you know, they strongly believe in something. And of course, I think, you know, some of my own friends from high school and stuff, in terms of faith, maybe they've gone away from the faith But then there are the other millennials who have turned to faith, that have been formed through the Newman Centers, through Focus, through all of these different ways. So there is kind of like a generation of young Catholics that is out there in the world that want to be faithful, that want to live the faith, and you are one of them, and that is what you are communicating as you try to share your daily fiat. And I guess when we say that word daily fiat, how we give our daily yes to God, how is it that you go about doing that in your own life
1: i think it's it's the idea that i need to surrender my will to his every single day and that mary is that perfect example of doing that and so to follow to follow that every day i mean to say that you um of the will of the Lord is not something that you like. Wake up and decide you're going to do one day, and then you don't ever have to make that decision again. I think it is a culmination of little daily decisions, and um, and so you know, more recently, it's my daily fiat has been um, just everything that I give and and do for my daughter. There's a lot of self sacrifice uh, that comes with being a mother, and I do it. Um, I do it, of course, willingly because I love her, but it's it's been such a big growth and invitation for deeper virtue of self-sacrifice and finding different ways to, um, to pray throughout the day. I've given up a fair amount of uh, reverence <laughs> because I have a little one who um, doesn't stop moving because she's so curious about the world, and that's such a a beautiful thing but I've had to I've had to find different ways to connect with God throughout the day and connect um just with with my relationship with him and Mary's been such a big help in that because I think you know you just ask her to pray for you to you know allow the graces to come forth where you can balance it all and so I really um am grateful for for what she's blessed me with and like my relationship with Jesus specifically.
0: Right before the season of Advent on this podcast, How They Love Mary, I interviewed a guy named Jared Dees, and he wrote a book called... um, praying the Angelus. And I really wanted to use that show right before the Advent season to really say, I think the Angelus is the right devotion for us during the season of Advent. And one of the things that I love about the Angelus prayer is the, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. So as you make your daily fiat, well, when we pray the Angelus, that's what we're praying for. We're saying, Lord, let your will be done, not my will, but yours. And let me live in your will each and every day. So that is a very beautiful testimony that you give about this daily fiat and and a challenge to all of us to really live in the moment and to always being saying and to always say yes to the grace of that present moment that God is giving to us at that time. Uh, yes. Now it says also on your Instagram profile that you are the editor of the Catholic woman and Could you share a little bit about the mission of the Catholic woman? Is it a magazine? Is it an e-periodical? I see on Instagram you have 69,000 followers, which is very impressive. So I'm just curious uh, about that ministry, that apostolate.
1: Yes. So I am, I'm not the only editor. Um, I am in a group of small group of editors and we um, have lots of letters come in from women about their experience within the faith. And right now we're all about promoting the idea that the feminine genius isn't um, a mold to fit into necessarily, but it's a disposition within every woman, and so that there is a place for you, um, and that every woman brings her different, um, uh, different, I guess, reflection of the feminine genius, and so we uh, go through different letters that are submitted to us um, by women all over the world, and. Um, and go through them and work with the writers to construct kind of um, like artwork that goes with the post that you can see if you go through their Instagram. A lot of stuff is handwritten and um, to go through just their different testimonies and how the Lord has worked in their life. And it's a really, really cool ministry. I'm so grateful to be a part of it.
0: Well, that is great. And, you know, there can never be enough women ministries out there to really help uh, mothers and wives and sisters and daughters to really deepen their faith. And And of course, one of the ways that we can do that is through Mary uh, Marian devotion, looking to the Blessed Mother. She is the great ideal. Uh, Pope Paul VI talks about it, you know, in Mary All's Cultus, that actually, when he writes it in 1974, he is responding to criticisms about Mary. People say that they can't take Mary as their uh, ideal of their life because, you know, she was pure and she was a virgin and all of these different things. And and so how is it that the modern woman could look to Mary? But yet she is presented as that great model of womanhood. And Pope John Paul II writes about that and his encyclical dignity of women. You know, you know this, that as a mother, you were pregnant. And so maybe during your pregnancy, you were able to identify in a close way with the Blessed Mother. And maybe you were even pregnant and during Advent. I hear from devout Catholic women all the time about the spiritual experience it is being pregnant during Advent as you hear and anticipate the birth of Christ and to really identify in the sense that, well, Mary was a mother and now I'm a mother. And so I share in that same role as the Blessed Mother. Maybe, how is it that you've looked to Mary in your own life?
1: I have looked to her so much. I, um, specifically in motherhood, I just feel like she did this so I can do it too. Like she had to be up with Jesus in the middle of the night feeding him because he was a hungry growing baby too. And so um, if she if she did it, I can do it. And it's kind of a solidarity that I've really um, identified with, with her and just going through it. But specifically in Advent, um, I was pregnant during last Advent. And um, I was really drawn to the words uh, from Jesus, actually, but I imagine that Mary said them as well because she was, you know, perfect, um, is that this is my body which is given up for you. I said that to myself a lot, especially when it was um, just on more difficult days or um, especially in the beginning weeks where you're just constantly giving to um, who needs you. For everything. Um, and so I just looked at her of like just this self-sacrifice that she did because she accepted the Lord's will and this gift of this little life. And so I think there's something that changes when you approach something. Um, of This isn't happening to me. This is gifted to me. And she really helped me to have that mindset through everything Um, because newborn days and nights can be very long and you can remember, like lose what day it is of the week. Um, And so she was just such a great example. I wasn't discouraged by her at all. She gave me hope.
0: Well, that's beautiful. And one of the things about Mary and hope that we can look to, especially On December 12th, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe is that Mary was pregnant with child on that Tilma image. So this miraculous image imprinted upon Juan Diego's Tilma from the Marian apparition. And there is hope uh, for the pro life movement because Mary prays for us. Mary prays with us. She wants life to be respected. And you have this Instagram post, and I'm just going to share uh, this post. Uh, you say, Party alert, I'm throwing a virtual baby shower for Mary, and you all are invited. I did an in person shower last year, and it was beautiful and fruitful and so much fun. And I will not let this year full of debacles take away the joy that this event brought into my life, into the lives of many moms. So virtual we go. So what the heck is a baby shower for Mary? It's like a baby shower you would throw for your girlfriend who's having a baby. Just swap out your friend for Mary, your personal gift for a donated baby item. And this year, your physical presence with your online presence you go on to say that you're going to be having some amazing women that are going to talk about their own relationship with Mary, and you're going to have multiple giveaways. So this is a great thing that you are doing. And I was just so impressed by it that I'm like, I really love this idea. And I wonder if I could pull something off, maybe not like a program like you're doing, but just to do, uh, in a sense, you know, just promoting some way of getting diapers for the local baby, um, for the local pregnancy center. I just think this is a a great idea. I've never conceived or uh, thought of such an event, but the fact is, is Mary is pregnant. She's pregnant during the season of Advent. We see statues of the pregnant Mary and you have a beautiful picture on the flyer, uh, on the image of the graphic for this Mary's baby shower of the baby bump of Mary. And so how beautiful it is to use Mary to say, I want to help other people. And your online baby shower is going to uh, benefit uh, the Women's Center in Phoenix. And, and so it's such a beautiful gift that you're giving to all of those moms who are in need. So what was your inspiration last year as you came up with the idea for the baby shower? And, and what are your hopes for it this year?
1: Yes. So I, I do want to give credit where credit is due and say that um, it was originally by a, um, a friend of mine. Her name is Erica. She runs the um, Instagram and uh, account. She also has a shop, a creative Catholic shop called Be a Heart. And she came up with the event last year. So this invitation that I have posted here is actually her design. Well, I put the text in. But, like, the the flowers and Mary, that's her design. I don't think she's throwing one this year. But last year she put out um, this invitation to personalize and I I'm not sure how many were thrown across the country, um, but I think there were a handful. And so I threw one last year in person at a college Newman Center here in Phoenix and um, I had women show up and it was it was a potluck little party and we prayed um, we prayed. The rosary for all women in Phoenix, and um, they all brought an item, whether that was uh, some baby clothes, diapers, wipes, shoes, um, anything that they were drawn to purchase or that were able to purchase. Some things are more expensive than others, and then we loaded up my car, and it was it filled my entire the entire back of my car and then the next day I I went to our um a local women's center here in Phoenix called Aid to Women and I dropped off all the items and it was really really fun because I didn't know any of these girls and they all showed up because they saw my post on on the internet and I was the first time for me showing up to something that I didn't know anyone And yet they knew who I was (laughs) because I had put out information. And so it was really, really cool just to get to know these women and to talk with them and to come together as originally strangers and then leave the evening as friends and for doing something, you know, that's bigger than ourselves, which is helping women that need help and moms and, and babies and kiddos that really, really need it. And so, um, it was really, really fun. And then over um, well, yeah, it was over the holidays this past year, I had uh, a baby shower that I, I attended virtually. And it was a mom who, she was having her second child. And um, so she didn't really have a big blown baby shower like she did with her first baby. Um, it was much more casual. But the shower was uh, women coming together and just affirming this mom who was about to have a second baby and it was really beautiful um I knew everyone (laughs) and we were all just you know good friends and just telling her um just affirming her and encouraging her just entering into this next step of being a mom of two that um there will be a lot asked of her but that she can do it all and so it was a really really moving experience and then coming to today i knew december 12th was coming up soon and i said you know just with the current state of everything i don't think i could throw an in-person party but i could do a virtual one and i thought of um that baby shower for my friend of how we came together and just affirmed her and i said what if we came together and affirmed our relationship with mary that maybe other people would be more open to a relationship with her if they heard testimonies of different people and how they've come to a relationship with Mary. Cause I think some people perhaps don't understand. Um, and I think a lot of people are afraid of mistreating a relationship with Mary at the expense of their relationship with Jesus Christ. And so, um, that was a fear that I definitely had. Um, I'm a Catholic convert and, um, I've come to have a relationship with Mary that has, no impact on my relationship with Jesus because no one rivals the 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 Son of Man, and so um, it's just been an understanding that I've I've cultivated over the years of being a Catholic from different testimonies and everything. And so that was my goal, to take the original idea of the baby shower from last year and then my personal experience of a baby shower that I had earlier this year and kind of combine them. So again, having people come together and donating for a cause um, that really, really impacts mothers and then talking about Mary and, in a sense, um, I guess affirming her <laughs> not that she needs affirmation but um just talking in a positive matter about how to have a healthy catholic relationship with her um so my hope is that people come and they hear about how people have come into a relationship with mary and are perhaps inspired to um, look into it themselves and then i have a wish list from the Women's Center here in Phoenix. And if people are able, that they can go and donate something to the Women's Center and really help them out. So that's kind of how the whole idea came to be. I know that was kind
0: of a long story. No, it's great. It shows how God was at work and how the Holy Spirit inspires and so basically, you know, this little baby shower, and it's not little, it's gonna be a big baby shower that you're doing. It's gonna be virtual, lots of people are going to be attending. It's really almost like, a mini afternoon of retreat in a sense where you're going to have these women share their reflections and it's going to benefit people spiritually. It's going to benefit people literally, uh, the moms from the women's center who are in need. So you are doing great work with this. Now with the Instagram live, I'm not really familiar with Instagram live. I know about Facebook live and all that stuff, but uh, will the whole thing, will it be accessible afterwards? Say you can't, listen at 3pm Arizona time? Could you tune in, you know, two days later and watch it and hear these reflections? Or is it you gotta be there live?
1: Oh, no, no, um, I will be saving it. There is a tab where you can save Um, previous live sessions. And so I will be saving them within my Instagram so you can do that. And then I will also, um, I do have a page on Facebook. I'm not super active on it, um, not as much as I am on Instagram, but I'll be pushing that through the Facebook as well.
0: Well, that's great. So Uh, I hope so many people attend this. I hope others might be inspired to say, well, maybe we can't do a virtual event with talks and stuff, but how is it that we can support women who are in need? And Christmas is a time for giving. That's one of the things uh, that we do, that we help those who are less fortunate during this time. And what I love about the poster, it says, bring a gift for baby Jesus. And we just heard that in the gospel on Christ the King Sunday. Whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me And so in the faces of these women and their babies in their womb and the babies they give birth to, when we reach out in generosity to them, well, we're doing it for them, yes, but we're doing it really for the baby Jesus inspired by the spirit of Christmas. So what a wonderful idea and opportunity for people to be able to support uh, pregnant women and the women centers and and all those who help them uh, in their time of need.
1: Yes, yeah, and I just want to say I know that mine will probably be big, but for anyone who's interested, it doesn't have to be. I mean, you can like have a few girlfriends and your your and like family members, you know, over and just hang out and um, enjoy one another's company and maybe pray the Angelus together, and then um, you know just buy a pack of diapers and then bring it somewhere local. And I even think if you did it for your parish, it doesn't take you know some huge um curated event it could just be something like hey on this sunday we're taking these donations as kind of a, a gift for baby jesus in honor of mary in honor of this feast day or i guess the feast day is on saturday but you know sunday mass <laughs> um the next day or something along those lines um it's uh, yeah. I just think the smallest invitations can bring the most fruit sometimes, and I think this brilliant idea. Um, I just I want to keep doing it every year. I said to myself after last year, no matter what happens, I'm doing this every year because two people could show up, ten people, hundred people. Um, it doesn't matter, you know. From the looks on the faces of those women at the Aid to Women Center, when I pulled up and opened the trunk of my car, and they were. They were so grateful, um, and so yeah. It's just—it's always worth it. I don't think there's a bar you have to reach to say, "Okay, I can do it." If it's you know this successful, um, I think you just do it, and and the Lord will bless your effort.
0: Well, I'm gonna commit to it. I'm gonna do one December twelfth in the morning on Facebook Live. I think that's what my decision is gonna be right now in this moment. I'll pray the rosary. I will do a little Mary talk maybe, and people tune in on Facebook Live. And, uh, yeah, I'll just I'll do a little in. push. So <laughs> so I'm going to do it. I'm going in.
1: Oh, good. I'll tune in then. I'll, I'll, I'll write that down, and I'll tune in and pray the rosary with
0: you. Yeah, I'll figure out what time. It's going to be central time, but probably – You know, maybe 830 a.m. or something like that. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, well, thanks for the inspiration. And, you know, one of the things I do on this podcast, Sarah, is that um, as we've talked about, Mary, and we've talked a little bit about your devotion, Mary, but I have nine questions that I typically ask every guest. And they're kind of just rapid fire questions or, you know, they're not exhaustive or anything like that. So don't be intimidated by the fact that there are nine of them, but uh, I would just like to build what I call your Marian profile. So how about a favorite title for the Blessed Virgin Mary?
1: Ooh, a favorite title for the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: And it could Mm. be one that maybe you're like in my own prayer, I've been using that title quite a bit.
1: I really, really like, um, I really, really like Mother of Mercy. I think that's one that calls out to me quite often.
0: Okay, yeah. And we all are in need of mercy. And Jesus is mercy himself. He is the one who is the forgiveness of sins. There are lots of Marian sacramentals. Sometimes we wear them. Sometimes we carry them with us. Is there a Marian sacramental that you make use of?
1: I do wear a scapular. And I absolutely love that devotion um, and having that constant reminder um, that's been with me since soon after I converted in uh, in 2015 so um, I think that would be my number one.
0: When it comes to the Rosary lots of people you know find it difficult monotonous they're like, am I really praying it You said you were a convert so maybe there was a little hesitancy with the rosary at first but is there any tip that you could offer to someone to help them pray the rosary better?
1: Yes, I discovered that um each decade obviously within the mysteries you you pray for a different mystery, but you also pray for a virtue and that there's a different virtue tied to every mystery which I'm sure you know. <laughs> um but I when I found that out, I thought that was so cool and that really helped guide my thoughts and and meditation as you're going through the hail marys with each decade not only reflecting on the mystery but just for for that virtue that's attached to that mystery i just it just clicked for me of um just to become so much more prayerful and intentional and i absolutely loved that discovery that i had about the rosary
0: Yeah. And as you focus on each of the virtues, then you probably even in your own life noticed the growth in those virtues that you could be, you could say, I've been more patient because I've been praying for patience. I've been more generous because I've been praying for generosity. So sometimes when we attach those little meetings, we begin to see the little changes in our own life. Yes, my favorite. My favorite one's spiritual courage. There are lots of prayers to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, some of them have been written by saints. Some of them are very popular. Is there a prayer to Mary that you often have recourse to?
1: Um, lately, I have been pra- the the prayer to Our Lady of La Leche.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. for listeners who don't know, Our Lady of La Leche is. Um, is the intercessor for those who are struggling with fertility. And it's actually a devotion of mine. I've been to the shrine down there in Florida several times, and uh, I just love uh, that devotion. And in my own priesthood, I, I've taken on that charism that I, I enjoy. I want to pray for families, for couples that are trying to conceive. And, and as I've put it out on social media in times past, there have been people that you know right back to me nine months later maybe a year later two years later and they're like you prayed for us to have a child and I just want to let you know that finally we did and so that's always a very heartwarming and, and moving uh thing to receive to see the grace of the prayers that we offer especially to our lady of La leche oh
1: that's beautiful yes yeah I uh yeah I really I really like those prayers that's that one's been on my heart
0: recently, so. There are lots of references to Mary in the sacred scriptures. There's prophecies in the Old Testament. We have her words in the New Testament. Is there a Marian passage or a quote from the Blessed Mother in scripture that kind of resonates with you, that stirs your heart and soul?
1: I think I take a lot of joy in the, uh, well, it's Jesus's first miracle, the wedding of Cana. I just take a lot of joy in that interaction with her. I couldn't quote it Off the top of my head, unfortunately, but just when she says, you know, we're out of wine, and he says, you know, woman, it is not my time. Like, don't worry about it. And she goes, okay, and then turns to the servants and says, you know, um, like he's got it. You don't have to worry. Like he said, he's got it, so we don't have to worry anymore, and everything's fine. And then I just imagine that they were kind of taken back by her. Her just strong belief and conviction in him um and it just it always makes me smile of just the faith that she has so easily um and it's I think it's inspiring but that that passage um again I I wish I had it in front of me or that I could recite it from memory but just that interaction specifically I always love thinking about and reading
0: Cana is everybody, it seems, favorite interaction of the Blessed Mother. Of course, there's the Annunciation. People love the Annunciation, but there is something about her saying they have no more wine. She notices the need, and so we allow her to notice the needs of our own life and to bring them to her son, Jesus. Do you have a favorite Marian apparition?
1: Ooh, yes. I think my number one would probably have to be um, Our Lady of Guadalupe. But I have a whole book of um, Marian apparitions, actually, and it's the top uh, 50 Vatican-approved Marian apparitions, and I was just so in shock and, and so in love with all of them i think um my second favorite would have to be our lady of knock and uh, reading about that one was really 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 moving and really cool and so many people were present at at that apparition and i just thought you know wow just like wh- how, wh- what a beautiful apparition to have
0: and, and encounter There are lots of shrines to the Blessed Mother. Some of them are apparitions, and others are to devotional titles of Mary, like Our Lady of Perpetual Help or Our Lady of Sorrows. Is there a Marian shrine that you have visited that left an impression on you, or a Marian shrine that you hope to one day visit?
1: Uh, Yes. I went to Ireland with my husband, and um, we traveled around and went to every church we could um in ireland we we went we stayed in uh five different cities over the course of almost two weeks and so we went in all these different churches with um all have a little corner for mary and so i don't necessarily know if it was like a widely known shrine um but there was one that we went to um that was really really moving and it was in galway and it was so, so beautiful. And there was um, just a huge devotion to her that you could see was, was present in the parish. And because um, there were just so many people just kind of waiting to go up and pray in front of her. And that was something that really, really moved me that devotions to her are international. And just like the universality of the church was just more uh, proven in that in that moment and so i really i really loved my experience with her in ireland
0: beautiful and i've been to galway i've been a cathedral there maybe it was the cathedral church but maybe it was one of those local parish churches but it is a beautiful sentiment to see the devotion of the local parish and you know kind of what devotion around mary arises out of the faith of the people there so it is a very beautiful thing there are lots of different books About the Blessed Mother, saints have written books about Mary, I've written books about Mary, other contemporary authors have. Is there a book about Mary that you would recommend? The book is called See How She Loves Us, 50 Approved
1: Apparitions of Our Lady, and the author is Joan Carroll Cruz.
0: She was a great writer. I know that she's since gone on to her eternal reward. And so we hope that her devotion to Our Lady and all the good work and writing she did really brought her uh, to her place in eternity. And so, of course, we pray for her eternal rest. And yeah, that is a good book. And I I recommend a lot of the stuff that she has done. It's all about popular devotion. So I think she did a book maybe on Eucharistic miracles and titles and images of Mary. And she, she was pretty prolific as a writer, to be honest. So throughout the year, we have many different Marian feast days, the Immaculate Conception, the Assumption, Mary, Mother of God. And we go to Mass, the church asks us to, they're holy days of obligation. When you go to Mass on those days, is there a song that you wish that the choir will sing?
1: My husband has really inspired this love for me, but I am, I'm so attached to Ave Maria he really sparked the love of that song for me he is so 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 moved by that and um just through our marriage my love for that song has has grown exponentially <laughs> and whenever whenever the choir sings Ave Maria um i just i i absolutely adore it it's one of my favorite songs to pray to and to just sit there within the chapel too and so um that would be that would be my wish
0: <laughs> that's great This has been your Marian profile, and I'm so grateful that you joined me today on How They Love Mary, especially to talk about that baby shower for the Blessed Mother and for the baby Jesus. And hopefully, as you inspired me, Maybe you're going to inspire countless others to say, I want to do something to support those pregnancy resource centers. So thank you for your presence on Instagram. I don't know how I ever found you on Instagram, but, uh, you know, it's possible. Usually on Instagram, it's when I've listened to radio or podcasts and people say, well, you could follow me on Instagram that I go and I type in their name and I find them. And so maybe you were uh, found in that way. So I'm grateful that I did find you. You post inspiring stuff. And if people do want to follow you, how can they do that?
1: Oh, thank you. Um, They can best follow me at Millennial Fiat on Instagram. That's where I'm most present.
0: And you'll see a picture of her with her baby. And her name's Philomena, isn't that right?
1: Yes, yes, little Philomena.
0: Yeah, and so Philomena, of course, being one of those Marian saints as well, uh, had a devotion to Mary, I believe. And um, yeah, yeah, I probably can yes. edit, edit that out. So okay. Well, oh great.
1: no, you're actually um, her middle name is Chailey, uh, so her name's Philomena Chailey, and uh, Chailey from Regina Chailey, um, meaning of heaven. So beautiful. She has a little bit of Mary in her too.
0: <laughs> well, that's great. And uh, so thank you so much, Sarah, for joining me today. I hope you'll give her a follow on Instagram. And if you want to join in on that day of uh, reflection, in a sense, for that baby shower, please find her on Instagram and find the information to do that. I'll also post a link in the show notes. So thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Father. You have been listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary. I hope that this podcast has either been the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. You can follow me, Father Edward Looney, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the handle at FREdwardLooney. If you don't mind, please leave a review of this podcast. Please rate it on Apple Podcasts on whatever platform you listen. Share this podcast also on your social media if you don't mind. Until next time, let's remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.